You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. Hey everybody, Dan here from the Counting Lights Podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying these interview episodes. We've got a great one today, um, but I gotta plug stuff. Gotta plug stuff. Tomorrow night... Uh, Brawl for it all three presented to you by Counting Lights Podcast and Oak Highlands Brewery. Tickets still available. Very few tickets still available at oakhighlandsbrewery.com. If you're in the Dallas area, snatch them up. If you're not in the Dallas area and you want to see the show, don't worry. We will be streaming live on Fight TV. So look for us on Fight TV and check out this amazing show. It's going to be awesome. Follow us on Twitter at counting underscore lights. Email us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. Go to our new Facebook page, like and follow us at facebook.com slash countinglightspodcast. Now, without further ado, this episode is going to have an interview with author, comedian, legendary wrestler, ladies and gentlemen, the grappler, Len Denton. Go, all right, we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast, man. We got a guest here, Dan. Damn, we got a really, really special guest, the grappler himself, Mr. Lynn Denton. Welcome yeah. to Counting Lights Podcast. What's going Thanks, on, fellas. Lynn? Thanks for having me out here today. I appreciate it, man. What's going on, buddy? Same old thing, man. That's good to see you. You look great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's hard to, it's hard to stay even upright at my age nowadays. I know. I'm telling you, man, it's tough for me to get out of bed. You know, now I was at a meet and greet, and I'm sitting there, and I got this picture of a uh, of me when I first started, I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. And so I asked the fa- everybody who comes to the line, you know who that guy is? Now, the picture's beside beside the other picture of me with the grappler mask on, and I'm like, you know, 30 years old. Right. And the, the original, the first picture, I'm 17 when I first started. I said, you know who that guy is? He goes, I have no idea. I never <laughs> heard of him. I said, that's the guy. That's, that's the guy. That's the grappler. You know, I said, yeah. I said, brother, it has a toll on you, don't it? You got to pay your dues to get there, brother. Isn't that the truth, man? Yes, well, how, what was it like to start at 17 in that in that era of wrestling? Well, was well, it rough? Well, I put it like this. I started in Amarillo, Texas for the Funks. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so uh, Dory was the world champion at the time, and Terry was insane as always. So, <laughs> so Junior was the champ at the time. Yes, he was. And my first match on TV was with Junior. And uh, and it lasted, uh, I believe, ten seconds. <laughs> and I'm not Sounds like some of the jobs I did, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, um, but I was there a week, and they fired me. Said I was too small. And um, they gave I me, a, yeah, they gave me an extra week to finish up and try to get some money, some gas money to get home. Of course, I blowed the motor in my car. Also, that just made it all great, you know. That always happens. <laughs> Yeah. You have the worst day of your life, and then your fucking car. Fucking car breaks down. Yeah. And so I call my dad, and he's, hey, big time wrestler, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit. yeah. Gonna go out there and take over the world, aren't you, kid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your dad was a big supporter of yours. Though, yes, man. yeah, he was. He was, man. Yeah, like I when you him. got in the business, uh, like there, a lot of people didn't want to give you a chance because you weren't a, nope. you know, you weren't six three and. Yes, you know, yes. uh, you know, 250 pounds, man. When yeah. you started, how big were you? 5'10", 187 pounds. You were 187 pounds, when man. When I had my first match with, with Dory, yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah. You know, uh, but thank God, um, of all people, Abdullah the Butcher, you know, when I blowed the motor, they asked me to drive here. Of course, I'm driving Abdullah to, uh, I think it was in, uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the town. Anyway, we go to this town, we're coming back, and the motor blows, and I'm trying to limp it into Amarillo so I can get to, my, you know, and so... Um, you think, well, hell, I'm gonna, if I can just get to Amarillo, man, I'm going to become a big fucking superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be able to, fail. I'll be by, able to buy, buy brand new Lincoln, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, but he told me, he goes, hey, Abdullah goes, hey, I told him the whole story. I got fired, you know, and so I'm, I'm finishing up. And he goes, well, here's what I'd do if I was you. I would write a letter to Dory because he's the owner. Not Art Nelson, the booker. Right. Write to Dory Funk Jr. and tell him how much you appreciate it. If there's any way he could help you in the future, da -da, and seal it and give it to him before you leave. And before I got home to Houston from Amarillo, my dad called home. My dad goes, hey, you're booked for Bill Watts in Mid-South oh, in two yeah. weeks. He put the word into you. Sure did, buddy. Because Bill was starting Mid-South, and he yeah. needed, guy, like, he didn't have enough of a crew, did he? No, yeah, because he, he just took over that the uh, South End from Leroy McGirt. From McGirt. And he'd take anybody, including me. <laughs> See, sometimes it's sometimes it's that opportunity that yeah. you need. Yep. And then uh, and then you started you started they started training and learning kind of on the job, didn't you? Oh yeah, man. It's like uh, I went. Uh, well, I put it like this: I went to uh, there and and started. And I went. Well, I told you I weighed one eighty seven, and I I came back home a year later. I mean, I came every now and then, but like the last six months, I just I was on the road really heavy getting booked and um i came back and from all the uh the special things the boys knew about how to get big sure and everything on oh, the right a little cake. tricky trick yeah, yeah so i walked in my living room and i got home a day early and and uh, you know to see my parents and uh, my mom was cooking and she looked up like that and she ran out the back door she didn't know who she the hell it was i had a full beard and i weighed 240 no shit. And I had 19 inch arms cold. <laughs> okay, tell me what year was that? <laughs> that was, uh, let's see, I broke in 77, 78, probably 79. Right. Yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's funny, it's funny what a couple of years or two do to you on the road. Oh, yeah, man. A bunch of cold beers and some Mexican supplements to get to put a couple pounds on you, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, bro. Right. Hey, boss, I was, I was, <laughs> I was taking my vitamins like Hulk Hogan, you know, and <laughs> I had some strong-ass vitamins, brother. So, man, that was a, well, I tell you what, you know, I broke into business in 89. Yeah. And uh, it was a different age, man. When you broke in the business, man, kayfabe was going strong, wasn't it? Ooh, big time, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, tell me the difference of what it was like when you broke in that business in the mid to late 70s. Well, I tell you, when I was in Mid-South, uh, at one point, I was the Mississippi heavyweight champion. I was uh, um, uh, Louisiana, one half the Louisiana tag team champion. I was the North American heavyweight champion. The only belt I didn't have was the Louisiana heavyweight. Right. And I don't know who got that one. But but uh, so Bill Watts goes like this before TV. He goes, hey, Denton. He goes, listen, here's the way it was for real, though. He goes, you got, you got, you're our champion. You know, and everybody's in a DBIC dog. Everybody's in there. Dr. Destiny was right, you had a, you had a huge, unbelievable crew there in Mid-South. Oh, yeah. But you know what? A lot of them were, like you said, young guys yeah. that needed a chance to prove themselves. Yeah. And they were a bunch of tough motherfuckers. They man. were. And the, the, the kayfabe thing was this. Watch says, hey, you are, uh, he said, you and that Murdoch, me and Dick Murdoch, used to run <laughs> around Murdoch. drink beer together every night right, right after the match. He goes, you and Murdoch been hitting all these honky-tonks. You get your ass whooped, your ass is fired. Don't even come back. 
Because we don't have a champion that gets beat by a mark. Yeah, you bet. They didn't mind if you got into a fight in a bar. You better win. You better fucking win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. And so Murdoch goes, and so he goes, uh, he says, uh, he says, you're our champion, you know? And he said, you can't be losing, and you better not. Your ass is out of here. So he said, okay, and he went on with TV. So Murdoch sneaks over. He goes, hey. He, I said, I looked at Murdoch. I said, hey, brother, I wear a damn mask. He don't know if I get my ass whooped or not. <laughs> he goes, I'll stooge on you, you son of a bitch. He would have, too. He would have. He would have, yeah. Uh, man, those West Texas guys, <laughs> I tell you what, man. Yeah. All those guys that uh, played at West Texas State, man, the fun <laughs> yeah, boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus, Dusty Rhodes and all those yeah. guys, man. I'll tell you what. So uh, tell me, man, like what, in your mind, what was the first big break you got? Well, it was in uh, Mid-South when I was, I, I actually, you know. Were you doing the grappler gimmick already or were you just. No, no, man. I was, work, I went, uh, I had done, uh, I'd been Dynamite Lynn Denton up Canada with bleach blonde hair. Like Dynamite Kid. Right. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it I seems done, like someone's had this gimmick before. I'd done the Challenger with a mask. That didn't work. Uh, right. Okay, all this shit. So, excuse my language. Anyway, so he goes, um, so what happened was, uh, you know, the, back then it's like four years in the business. If you ain't got a break, find something else to do. Right, right. But apparently you didn't your niche. And so I was, I was always about three years in, three and a half. And I told my my first wife, <laughs> I said, "Here's the thing." Uh, that's the boys right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I said, "We're gonna go back. I'm gonna get booked back in Charlotte for the Crockett's because she's from Charlotte." Right. And I said, "I get about a year run or six months probably." And I said, "Then I'm quitting the business and I'm going back and get, try to work with my dad." And he used to he had a construction business and making pretty good money. I said, "I didn't want to, but I said I'm gonna go back and maybe start playing ball again, baseball." I was sure. a good ball player. Right. So, um, and then I was there, and I was just doing my, you know, in the middle of the car, doing my jobs and stuff. And I went, we were in Norfolk, Virginia, and um, and I went to the gym. I come back, and I was coming down the hall in the hotel, and Gene Lewis goes, he had his door open. He goes, Lenny, Lenny, like that. Buck Robley wants to talk to you. I go, who? I didn't even know who he was. I said, Buck Robley, he's a booker for Watts over there in Mid-South. He gets, he says, hey, I understand you wear a mask. I said, yeah, he said, I need a top heel that can get some heat that wears a mask. I said, yeah, I wear a mask. <laughs> Sometimes he goes. <laughs> yeah, I do a job in the mask. He, what? He said, yeah, exactly. Or around That's a it. TV, Channel 17 for everybody. <laughs> so he goes, he says, uh, so uh, what, what name do you use? And so me and um, uh, Don Carnoodle had just been talking about it. I don't know why it came up like the night before. He says, you know, if I, Don Cronoodle says, if I ever wear a mask, I want to call myself the grappler. That's the first time I ever heard it. And he, I said, yeah, why? He says, it's something, I don't know, and um, it's a, like it means wrestler or whatever. Yeah, or that's basically what it means. It means, it means yeah, a shooter, yeah. yeah. A shooter, he says, I'd call myself the grappler. And I go, yeah, that's pretty cool. And when Robley said that, I went, hey, Ken, I said, I call myself the grappler. He goes, that's a good name, kid. Carnoodle <laughs> <laughs> still cusses me, dude. No shit. He's like, God damn, I want to use that stole gimmick. That He's cussed stole me, my gimmick. You owe me residuals, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so then you head off to Watson. Where were you based out of, Louisiana? Um, well, or yeah. Or Tulsa? Yeah, yeah, no, Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. So that was a, yeah. man, that was a mini-mile uh, territory, bro. 
Brother. How many how many miles do you think you travel in a week down there in 3, Louisiana? 3,000 easy. Because really, was he uh, he was working two territories. They were working the, they had the Tulsa Territory, and then they were working mostly Louisiana. And they were doing studio shows out of Louisiana, correct? Yeah, in Shreveport. We, you, we, we wrestle in uh, Tulsa on Monday. Wrestle oh, like, on, uh, I forget, maybe Friday. Yeah, Friday. Wrestle in Tulsa. It's 360 miles back to Shreveport. Okay, you got to drive that after the matches at 11 o'clock at night when they're over. So I need to get in about 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. The TV starts at 8. No shit so the next you, morning. Yes. Yeah, so why, why do you want to get a room? No, you I just mean, pull in the parking lot and go to sleep in the car. How many right? times have I been laying over there and the free birds are in their car sleeping? We're in my car sleeping. The whole crew. Right, so right. go in, we're yeah. so tired. Watts comes in, he's got his pilot glasses on, he goes, I want to see some assholes and elbows. I had a long trip here today too. He flew the Oh the fucking <laughs> bastard. Yeah, yeah. So then we wrestled two tapes. And then we drive to Homer's two hundred miles away. And do a show that night. that night. All right. And then try to drive home. <laughs> Jesus, man. Hey, was, you probably did crazy. what, twenty five hundred miles a week sometime? Somewhere around in there, yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think the boys nowadays know what it's like, do they? No, they wouldn't know. They, yeah, they, they wouldn't. Even, they probably wouldn't put up with that now. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah, no. no. Some of them only working a couple of days a week. You know. I mean. I know. Well, I like some guys who go, "How long have you been working, man? Hell, I've been working ten years. Uh, how many matches you had? Oh, 35, 40? <laughs> yeah. No shit. Seven. I worked. <laughs> I worked seven times in one day one time. Ooh. No shit. Yeah, Tell me in, that story. Well, I was in Atlanta. I was working for, uh, like, uh, well, Ole was a booker in Barnett. So that's when I was a challenger and I was Lynn Denton. So two tapes on Channel 17, right? So Ole's booking and Barnett is basically running the running the whole show, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, two tapes. TV production. Yeah, two tapes on, uh, on in Atlanta, you know, like on Channel 17 in the morning. So I did, I wrestled as a challenger. First tape, second tape, I wrestled as Lynn Denton. Go to Columbus uh, is the another TV that afternoon. I wrestled on that tape as Linden and Grappler. That's four, and then I went to um, a spot show with Valdosta. Was 200 miles away. I wrestled the first match Linden, fourth match is the Grappler. I mean, as yeah, as you know, challenger, and and they had a battle royal. No shit. And they had to drive home 250 miles. God. I'm like, yeah. damn, dude. <laughs> it's a different time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a well, different time, man. Yeah. So uh, uh, tell me, uh, you know, throughout your career, what are some of the what are some of the biggest matches really stand out for you? I used to have some great, really, really good matches with DiBiase. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jake the Snake too. Jake too. You know, and um, yeah, those guys. Yeah, guess, back, that's back when both of them were young and pretty, and yeah, and we could go and go and go. Yeah, you no know, shit. Yeah, you could yeah. you could do a thirty-five minute Broadway, and it wasn't no big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, those guys had a lot of good matches, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you've wrestled you wrestled in the Superdome. You've wrestled yeah. Texas Stadium. Yeah. You were on some of the Parade of Champions, world class. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you you worked quite a bit with uh, in, world, in world class with, that, uh, you know, Jack and, and, and the boys. And, oh, yeah, uh, I was Texas champion for a year. Sure. So, yeah, we did. I, I, I loved it here, but, but – uh, and we, of course, we say it a hundred times on this podcast, but my mentor is Gary Hart. Oh yeah, exactly. this so, has become the Gary Hart. It podcast, really has. I talk way. about Gary on every podcast because you know he's just. Sure. And of course, I'm still real close with both his boys. Oh, that's good. And uh, 
but uh, they yeah, dropped like, the restraining like Gary, order. <laughs> Gary, Gary uh, was was a big, you know, he he made a big, you know, output on your career too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Gary was. Um, uh, I remember watching him when I was a kid in Houston, you know, and everybody, boy, he was he was one hell of a manager, you know, and so, but uh, Gary, I mean, he did. He was uh, like my boss when I was here, right. working for, you know, for Fritz. Yeah, he was a booker for Fritz. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, he had a lot to do with stuff we did. But I always got along with Gary Good. Yeah. I never had a problem with him at all. Yeah, because you know? you be, you'd be you'd be fucked if you had problems. <laughs> yeah, you would be. He carried, that, I mean, carried that razor in his shoe. But I'm saying I didn't try. I never had a beef with him. Right. No reason for it. Right. We always got along, you know. Always took care He'd of you. He'd come up yeah. and go, Lynn Denton, I know you're up something, boy. Hey, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let said, me tell you something, my boy. Yeah, don't tell nobody, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's going on now, man? You're Brother, I'm just... Um, you're working here with That's WE. I know you're doing some production stuff for them. And yeah, yeah, and I'm doing... Uh, and I'm trying to do some stand-up... Stand up action. Yeah, we've talked. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, you're uh, you've you've had some time. You worked with uh, uh, with DiBiase and uh, Jake the Snake doing some stand up dates. And Listen, uh, there's going to be a new gimmick oh, right now. Look up, Andrew gonna, Anderson's got to interrupt the purple podcast. Purple mask on Len Denton, <laughs> and he's going to be called the Grapler. Oh, Andrew Anderson popping <laughs> hey, in on the podcast. <laughs> Mick, on the Mick Foley was good to do a show with. Yeah, right? Mick's always great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It's it's tough doing it with some of those superstars. Sometimes, man, they want a bunch of money when, <laughs> when you're long, booking a comedy show. How long but I gotta do been, one uh, with you, boss. Yeah, man. <laughs> how long yeah. have you been uh, going up? Uh, let's see. I guess probably about Piper's. Probably four or five years now. Four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Are you noticing the parallels between comedy and wrestling? Because we that's talk. That's what about we it talk about on this podcast all the time. I tell you what freaked me. Yeah, whenever I first went up, you know, I've done ten million interviews for yeah. the Superdome and on the most place you could be the most nervous in the world. I'm over all that, right? First show, they go, "Okay, you're up." I go. Anyway, I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, airplane fits, man. It all started all over, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I go, man, I got to get over this. And so, um, yeah, isn't it funny how yeah. you can be out there like now? This is something that I've been I've been doing it for about three years now. Yeah, yeah. And so it was tough for me thinking that hell, I've done interviews in front. Yeah, of, it's not going to bother and, me. Yeah, in front of you know, I've wrestled in front of twenty thousand people. Yeah, yeah. I've done interviews over interviews over interviews. This should no but not be a big deal. And then you write <laughs> yeah. your own bits and you get out there and you feel like you're walking around with your thumb up your ass. <laughs> Brother, I know, man. Opposite. I, Opposite end of the spectrum. I've been doing stand-up for 15 years. Oh, okay. We had our uh, first wrestling show together, and I had to go in the ring and make announcements, and I was nervous as fuck. Gotcha. It works both ways. You know, the thing is, it's like, it's not even, it's no comparison. It's like, when you're doing stand-up, you have to, you have to relate to the crowd. It's totally different from wrestling. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's like a different way. You relate to the crowd, but a different way. And it's like... I mean, I've still got tons to learn, believe me. Sure. But co- and I probably never will learn enough. But that's what coaches bring me up, trying to show me. So right, they right. wrestling. Yeah, yeah you, started, uh, you started getting on stage, what, in Portland? In Portland, yeah. yeah oh, that's, uh, a good, that's a good scene, though. Harvey's Comedy Club over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, co- yeah. well, Barry Colin, he, he taught Roddy how. Yeah. And I was there the whole time. This is no kidding. Yeah, you and Piper were real close. Yeah, we owned so. a business together and all this. So... So Roddy's here. He said, go with me, go with me. So I'm going with him. 
now coach, he's not even a wrestling fan, right, Barry? Yeah. So Roddy just popped in when it was, so he, they get to be friends. And he, so he's letting him go up and do stuff and all that. And so this went on for about a year. And so finally one day, they said, so they said they got him ready, he did some shows, and then the comedians blowed him away. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> so that, yeah, so that, Roddy Piper, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Blowed him away, he couldn't even follow him, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, they said, we need to get somebody to open up for him. I said, you need another wrestler that's not the same level. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So anyway, they got that figured out, and then they go, oh, let's get. So I just happened to come in that day, and I gave Coach one of my books. He read it. He called me the next day. I didn't know you were an effing wrestler. <laughs> he didn't even know. He didn't even know you were the, the boy. You're the guy we're looking for. <laughs> and so then he started teaching me, and that's what we had planned. That's how I got into it. And Yeah, plug your book. Can people still yeah, get plug your book? book? Plug Memo your book. Memoirs of a Mass Madman. <laughs> you can get them on my, uh, hell, go to uh, eBay. You can get them right off of my eBay site. Oh, it's, terrific. It's, yeah. It's the real Linden, the grappler. So, uh, t come on, uh, uh, regale us with one of some of your crazy stories been on the road with Piper. With Roddy? With Roddy. Yeah. Well, uh, Where do you start? That is the big question. The ones that I can think of, I can't say on here. Oh, no, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I'm kidding. No, I mean, Roddy's got, hell, right now, just come to mind, I, um, we've had, we did, we made a ton of trips together, me and him, all over the place. You know what I mean? But most of it was business. Sure. Straight up. And I, now on the road is the boys and stuff. That one night he's come along. <laughs> and he said, passing, passing. And it's um, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. And he's going along. It's two-lane road. And so we pass him. And Roddy's in the uh, trunk of the car. And we go around. And he pops the trunk. It's Cadillac. And he's mooning him like that and all that. <laughs> Slaughter just picks his old lady up at the damn airport. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dang. Piper's mooning him. He didn't know yeah, he's got his old lady know. in the car. He didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Uh, he didn't say Slaughter wanted to kill him. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, boss, I'm going to run see if I can sell some stuff over here. Uh, okay, yeah, buddy. Man. It's good, good to have you on. Ladies Thanks and gentlemen. Being on yeah, the Grappler, Lynn Denton, ladies and gentlemen, right Thanks here on the Counting you, Lights Podcast. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast where wrestling and comedy lock up.